Hello, everybody, and welcome to a bonus episode of The World of Aora, a news and lore podcast about the Pillars of Eternity games as well as Obsidian Entertainment's upcoming release of Vowed. Now, because we're getting into the world that is in, featured in all three of these games, because they share the same world, there's oftentimes a lot of lore that is very interesting and very important to the world, but it doesn't merit a 30-minute-plus episode. And that's what these little bonus episodes are going to be for. They're going to come out every other week between regular episodes. As well, any content that's adjacent to the world of Aeor, anything that's kind of fringe topic, or if there's other content I'm doing that I want to showcase, I'll put it in these bonus episodes. But today, we're going to be talking about some lore within the Pillars of Eternity world. Today, we're going to be talking about a unique creature that exists within the world, and they're almost sentient and intelligent enough to be considered one of the main six races that exist within the world that could form a civilization, be considered a kith race, but they're not, because they don't really like to cooperate with other people. But they do have things like their own religion and stuff like that, so it's very interesting to get into. Today, we're going to be talking about a creature known as the Naga, which are very heavily featured in the second Pillars of Eternity game. And so, without anything else to talk about, let's just get into the lore for the day. Hang on! Gotta talk into my good ear! According to the Pills of Eternity fandom, uh, Naga are a species of large, intelligent reptile. Though they bear some humanoid characteristics, that is where the comparison ends. Their society is complex enough to make interactions with other kith a possibility, but the Naga have never entertained cooperation as a viable alternative to violence. Naga adhere to strict religious doctrine that mirrors the wheel in many aspects, though focuses prominently on the Naga's superiority above all other creatures. Most importantly, the reptiles have a long memory upheld by their shamans, which stretches back thousands of years. The Naga witnessed the fall of Ukaizo, and the terrifying destruction brought down upon Aeora by the nascent gods, and fear a repeat of the apocalypse underpins much of their thinking and operations. So in this first paragraph alone, we actually learn quite a lot about the Naga. Like, first off, that they're kind of a, a reptile creature. And I'm looking at an image of the Naga right here. It's basically got the body of a snake, but then at the top of the snake are two protruding arms with looks like very sharp claws at the end of those arms. And the head itself um, it appears smaller compared to the rest of the body of the snake, uh, but it's still the head of a snake. So it's pretty much a snake with arms that likes to kind of rear itself up almost like a humanoid fashion but that's pretty that's it's, it's very humanoid-ish but it's definitely not a humanoid the fact that the naga have shamans and all this stuff does allude to the fact that they do have a uh, religious thought like they they consider the gods and they have their own faiths that they adhere to and in fact if you talk to a particular naga named sugan during one of the quests that you can have in pillars of eternity 2 deadfire um, they refer to Luminous Audra, which is a bright and shining gemstone in this world. They refer to it as the Tree of the Gods. Um, so they have these religious icons and they have religious names for things that are within the world. The thing that I find interesting about the Naga, uh, aside from the fact that they're an actual sentient and intelligent race that could coexist with other races, is the fact that they've been around for thousands of years and that they've witnessed some of the most ancient and pivotal things in the history of this world, such as the fall of Ukaizo, one of the mythical cities that are uh, actually in the Deadfire Archipelago. And they're actually kind of concerned that that particular kind of cataclysmic event is going to happen again, based off what they're seeing. 
I'm really interested to get a lot deeper into the Naga, into the lore of the Naga, and what it is they actually know, some things that they actually saw. I wonder if you could get into the religion of the Naga, if you would be able to, from an outsider's perspective, from the player's perspective, if you'd be able to glean some information, perhaps about some events that went on early, early on in the history of this world. Within Naga society, they divide up individual roles around a mixture of born traits, cunning, and ambition. Naga possessing few talents above the ability to grip a sword are consigned to the warrior class. The most venomous and keen-eyed Naga are trained as skirmishers or elite commanders. The spiritual and intellectual Naga are either instructed into the role of a shaman or fight their way into it, likely spending much of their career defending this status against competitors. So, like, to continue on this idea that they are an intelligent, sentient race of creature, they actually have, like, superiors and stuff. They have different classes and castes, in a sense, that you can enter into, into different professions, depending on your skills and abilities. And there are some that are considered better than others within their own society. So they have a society. And it's just, it's crazy to see that there's this entire race of creature that exists. Everyone just assumes they're mindless beasts, or a lot of people probably do. Everyone else is willing to just ignore the rest of it. It kind of shows you where a lot of people are at in the world of Eora, the civilized races, if you will, view the Naga as these mindless beasts, uh, yet here they are. They are formed a society. Now, to be fair, the Naga are not really cooperative with a lot of things, uh, so it might also be on their side of things that we're not inducting them into the main kith races and building cities together alongside dwarves and elves and whatnot. But it's still, it's interesting to think, what would the world of Eora look like if the Naga became one of the mainstay species that were running the world? Is an oath worth the weight of a crown? I guess the real question is, is will the Naga be an avowed at all? Because a lot of you are listening to this show, A, for the lore of Pillars of Eternity, because it's great, but also B, because we're interested in avowed, and we want to know whether or not they're going to be an avowed. Realistically, I don't foresee the Naga being an avowed simply because they are pretty heavily prevalent in the Deadfire Archipelago. Yes, they are outside the Deadfire Archipelago, but because they are a sentient and intelligent creature, um, they won't be the same society, and so they might be different when you engage with them. They might still have some base um, natural instincts that are all similar, but they are sentient, intelligent creatures, and so we won't run into the same ones. Uh, unless, of course, there's some reason that Avowed takes us to the Deadfire Archipelago, or maybe it is set in the Deadfire Archipelago. I don't think it is, but there's always that chance. So I, I don't think we're going to see the Naga in Avowed, but you never know. It's possible. We could see a variant, or we could see traveling Naga. Who knows, right? Uh, we could see... Who knows what we could see? There's a chance. I don't foresee anything happening, but we might. And if we do see Naga in the world, you better understand that that, you know, again, assuming that Avowed isn't going to be taking place in Deadfire Archipelago, for us to see Naga, it's an indication that maybe you could learn something deep and mythical about the world. So if you see them when you play Avowed when it comes out, I don't know, two years or whatever from now, pay attention to that. Try to do any sleuthing that you can, because there's something there that's very likely to be learned. Anyways... That's all I have for today. Short and sweet for you. Trying to keep it under 10 minutes. Um, there you go. A little bit about a creature known as the Naga. They'd be considered wilders in the bestiary because they have their own society and they're intelligent enough, but they're not quite the level of the civilized kith races. The dwarves, elves, Amauans, humans, and orlans, and godlike. Those are the kith races. Uh, thanks, everyone, for 
uh, joining me today for this short little lore bite about the world of Aura. I hope you enjoyed it. If this catches your attention, listen to some full episodes that we got as we gear up for the release of Avowed, talking about the lore of this world so we can understand it before we jump into the game. I'm your host, Eric, a.k.a. Gingerino. I'll see you guys next time.